This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back. Remember, more information on the show can now be found on our Facebook page. Like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. On the phone with me now is Lauren Lyons-Cole. She is the personal finance editor with International Business Times. She's here this morning to talk about a new article she recently published. It's called How Much House Can You Really Afford? It's our pleasure to welcome Lauren Lyons-Cole to Sunday Morning Magazine. Welcome. Good morning. Oh, thanks for having me, Rodney. Now, so give us the profile of today's typical homeowner, those that have purchased a home within, I guess, the last few years. What is the profile here? Yeah, so the National Association of Realtors puts together a profile every year, and the most typical home buyer uh, was a married couple, a white married couple, in their 40s. Um, so what we know from the data is that young people and also minorities are still not really buying homes at the same rate as uh, some of the more traditional families that you might expect. Now, you give us these numbers in your article. What is the typical income of today's homeowner? Right. So the typical home buyer is earning well above the um, national median. So they're making about $86,000, and the national median income in the U.S. is about 53000 So to be able to afford a home in America, you really need to be um, more financially stable than most. Now, Lauren, you touched on this earlier, but there's a huge racial divide in terms of home ownership. Let's go over those numbers. And it looks like there's a growing number of Hispanic families buying homes more so than African-American families. That's true, actually. Hispanic families are buying homes. About 46.7% are homeowners. With African-Americans, it's only 41.9%. So there is definitely a difference. And um, to put it in context, across the entire United States, about 63, 64% of Americans are homeowners. So, Lauren, let me ask you this. I know it depends on city and state, but what's the average price of a home today? Yeah, it depends. But on average, um, well, in fact, the median home price purchased in 2015 was $220,000. So that's not a small amount. Mm -mm. Um, But for starter homes, people buying their first home, it is a little lower. It's about $189,000. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Lauren Lyons-Cole. She's the personal finance editor for International Business Times. She's there this morning to talk about an article she published called How Much House Can You Really Afford? For more information, you can visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Go there now and like us there now and join the conversation now as well. Now, let's talk about some of the barriers to home ownership. Well, one of the biggest barriers is really just saving up enough money for the down payment. It is so hard for people who are living paycheck to paycheck or might have credit card debt or student loans to build up enough of a savings. You know, if we're talking about, let's say, you're a first-time homeowner and you want to buy a $189,000 home, you need to save up like, you know, $36,000, $40,000 before you can do that in um, with putting 20% down. So that's a really big hurdle for a lot of people. So, Lauren, as I mentioned, the title of your article in the International Business Times is How Much House Can You Really Afford? What are some simple guidelines when it comes to determining how much house you can actually afford? What tips can you give our listeners here? The best thing you can do um, for your overall financial security is to take your annual income and multiply it by two and a half. Um, And and that'll give you the best budget range for your uh, house purchase. Now, a lot of brokers like mortgage bankers and real estate brokers will tell people that they can afford about four and a half times 
their annual income. And technically you can, but if you can find something that fits into that two and a half times your income range, then you'll have a lot extra, a lot more money on a monthly basis to put towards other goals like saving for retirement or, you know, even just saving up for an emergency fund or um, taking family vacations, you know. I mean, you'll have a lot more cash that way. Okay, so let's talk about debt-to-income ratio. This is an important factor. What should our listeners know here? What does that mean, and what should our listeners know when it comes to that? Yeah, so DTI, debt-to-income ratio, is this fancy word that, that bankers will use when they're trying to figure out how much mortgage you can afford. And what you need to know is um, if you take your annual income on a pre-tax basis and, and divide it by 12 so you figure out what your monthly pre-tax income is, and then you take any debt obligations that you might have right now. So that could be your credit card minimum payment, could be your student loan payment. Um, and you divide the debt by your monthly pre-tax income to get this debt-to-income ratio. The bank will let you have up to 43% of your monthly income going towards debt payments, so credit cards, student loans, and your mortgage. Um, but that can really stretch a budget and put people in a position where they don't have any money left over at the end of the month. So I recommend limiting yourself to a 30% or less, not not going up to that 43% the bank will let you get away with. Okay. So um, explain to me this. What are banks doing to help families achieve the American dream of owning a home? So right now, um, mortgage defaults are, are very low relative to what they usually are, which means that a lot of people are able to make their payments on a monthly basis. As a result, banks are saying, okay, um, we want more people to be able to afford a home. So we're going to let people who don't have, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars in savings will let them purchase a home with a low down payment mortgage, which can be as low as three percent. Um, and there's a few of these out there, so people might have heard about this. Um, but this three percent down payment mortgage can be a really great tool to help people afford home ownership if it's a family that knows, you know, they're gonna stay in the same town, they have a pretty stable job, they're not going anywhere. It's a great tool. But for a young person perhaps who isn't committed to the community, like, you know, might move for a job, um, it can actually end up being a negative. So it's a matter of looking at your own personal situation and seeing if it's going to help you or hurt you. Okay. And are there a lot of um, down payment assistant programs out there for young people or first-time homeowners as well? There are actually. Yeah. Um, There are quite a few programs where you can help get, you know, federal grant money or you can get um, other types of of, um, assistance so that you don't have to save up for that initial down payment. However, the research shows that even if it's only 3% of the purchase price, going through the habit of saving up to get at least that 3% actually makes you more likely to be able to stay current on your mortgage in the future. So even though there's a lot of down payment assistance programs out there, you still want to save up some sort of cash before you walk into the bank. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to the personal finance editor with International Business Times. We're speaking to Lauren Lyons-Cole. She's here this morning to talk about a recent article she published called How Much House Can You Really Afford? Now, what are some questions prospective homeowners should be asking themselves before searching for a home? One of the most important things is um, how long do you plan to stay in the home? So if you're going to be in the community for seven years or longer, it almost always makes more sense to buy than to rent. Um, And if you can afford to do that through one of these low-down payment mortgages, then that's a really good option. But if you think you might leave for, for, you know, a better job or something, some other reason, uh, within two years or less, then renting is almost always better. So that if you plan to stay in your community from two to seven years, that's where it becomes a bit of a gray area. And you, you have to kind of crunch the numbers yourself and decide if buying 
is something that you want to take on or if you just want to rent until you um, have a better sense of where you're going to be in the long run. And again, you mentioned this earlier, but ideally you should be putting down 20% on your first home. Traditionally, yeah. Um, So saving up 20% is great. I mean, if you can afford to do that, I think that 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 will make, you know, you'll save money on interest in the long run. You'll um, have more equity in your home. There's a lot of positives to doing that. So, um, but even saving up 10%, I mean, getting to a point where you know you've done as much as you can financially and then purchasing a home that falls within that two and a half times your annual income range will set you up for financial success in the long run. Now, when we talk about the housing market, we know that a few years ago there was this whole mortgage crisis. What has the industry learned since then? That's a great question, actually. The industry has changed significantly, but we can all, as, as uh, potential homebuyers, learn from that experience as well, which is that um, banks now are looking very closely at your credit score. They're going to look at your income. Uh, they're going to look at your long-term employment options. So they're going to do their due diligence in a much more serious way than they were in the past. They're also going to limit the amount of money that they lend you for a mortgage. Um, so the bank's going to do some things to, to help set you up for success in the long run. But you still need to, you know, the buck still stops with you. You've got to make sure that um, you're making a decision that you feel comfortable with financially based on your income and your employment, all these um, different financial goals that you might have. So do you think the mortgage crisis has made it more difficult for first-time home buyers to purchase a home? You know, it has made it more difficult in some ways, but that's not a bad thing because, you know, buying a home is a really big decision. It's the biggest financial decision that most of us make in our lifetime, and you need to make sure that you're ready. Waiting a year, waiting two years until you're, um, you know, able to maybe pay off some credit card debt or get your credit score up a little bit, that's not a bad thing. There's really no rush to become a homeowner. You want to do it when you're personally ready and in a um, stable and secure position to do that. Okay. Now, so along the same lines, what do you say to people that are afraid to of the responsibility of owning a home? And I think sometimes it's just the fear. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can understand it is such a big responsibility. And I think I think that's a healthy fear to have. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the best way that you can manage that fear is to have some extra money set aside, like a, an emergency fund. So if you need to, you know, replace the air conditioner or um, have some sort of something done to your home that might be really expensive or just outside of your normal monthly budget, um, it it can help you feel a little bit less afraid because you know you have that money on hand when something comes up. Because that is, you know, being a homeowner means it all falls to you. You don't have your landlord anymore to take care of those sorts of um, fixes that you might need. And again, in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to Lauren Lyons-Cole. She's personal finance editor with International Business Times. She's here this morning to talk about an article she recently published called How Much House Can You Really Afford? For more information or to join the conversation, visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. So overall, Lauren, is purchasing a home a good way to build wealth? For a lot of American families, it really is. And owning your own home gives you, you know, it, it allows you to, instead of paying money to rent every month, it allows you to pay money to yourself in the form of having this asset that you own. But um, again, you don't want to stretch your budget too far because you're better off balancing between having a home that is something you can easily afford and then also saving for retirement or having extra cash on hand to do things you enjoy, like taking, um, you know, doing fun things with your family or whatever. So it's, it's an important tool to building wealth, but it's not the only tool.
So, Lauren, based on this article, how much house can you really afford? What's the most important takeaway you want readers to get from reading this article? What is it that you want them to know? I really think the most important thing is to buy something that you can easily afford on a monthly basis. With homes, the more money you spend, of course, the more beautiful it's going to be. But sticking to a budget and setting that before you even go out and start looking for a house can really help you um, be in a secure and stable financial position in the long run. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. If our listeners would like to find out more about you, Lauren, how can they find out more? Oh, um, well, they can certainly find out more at ibtimes.com ibtimes.com. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it. Really good information. Thanks for having me, Rodney. We've been speaking to Lauren Lyons-Cole, personal finance editor with International Business Times. Hi, you're listening to my dad's Rodney Lear on Sunday Morning Magazine. Like my dad's show on Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. I don't hear you clicking.